0: Good morning. It's good to see you. Uh, We are in week two of how to get what you really want. I want to remind you, uh, this series is kind of uh, interactive. Uh, So it is week two, and last week you kind of had some assignments uh, in the sense of you're supposed to be uh, asking some questions deep inside yourself, and then you had some discussion questions that were at kingswaymo.info inside the sermon notes that I hope you took advantage of. I want to remind you, it's just kingswaymo.info. You can go there on your phone, you can go there uh, on a laptop or a, a tablet, but there are new questions for today's uh, sermon, and you can actually take those. That is great, like coffee conversation. That's great, like, you know, uh, on the road to Springfield with a buddy or spouse or a friend. Uh, I think it's just, it's a great time to take advantage of just going just a little bit deeper with what we're talking about. And this is just a fabulously overarching topic that anybody and everybody, no matter where you're at, what stage of life, you have something that you want. And so take advantage of the opportunity to not let it just be, uh, you know, a 25 or a 35-minute talk, but it'd actually be something that would flow into our conversations and our lives a little deeper. So I encourage you, again, go to kingswaymo.info, click on the sermon notes, and right under there, there is the discussion questions for week two. Sound good? We on the same page? Just give me a little head nod so we go. I'm blind anyway. I can't see. So good job. We too, we're going to start with the same question we start with last week. So that way we can just get all caught up, little review. You ready? What do you want? Thought about that this week? What do you want? Because we discovered three things last week that kind of give some depth to why this question is a little bit more difficult and a lot less surfacey than we think. So a lot of times it, uh, it's moment to moment for me, right? <laughs> day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, but it, there's, there's a lot to it. We learn these three things, which is pretty neat. Uh, the first one is this, if we get our way, we often lose our way. Uh, if we get our way, we often lose our way, right? you experienced this? Uh, how about the second one here? If we, if we always do what we want to do, often we takes us to a place we don't want to go. We don't end up where we want to be. You experienced that? Some of us have yet, but there's a lot of career paths, uh, choices in relationships, maybe even geographical choices uh, that at times have led us to things. And the last thing is if, I don't know what we want, but at least want it now, right? <laughs> and if we get it now, we may not get what we really want later. And for a lot of us, I think we started to realize that the complications of the questions, what do we want, or what do we want from life, or what do you want today, or what do you want tomorrow, I I think you start to see this question is a little bit more complicated. So where we ended last week was this idea of lurking in the shadows of what we want is what we value. Lurking in the shadows of what we want is this rarely explored place. This rarely thought about idea of what we value. And so, for most of us, I I hope last week, if you were here, you left uh, a little bit like, okay, like, what do I value? And then I need to do it, right? (laughs) Like, you like, write it down, you figure it out, you like, state it. Some of you even like, wrote it on your coffee, you know, like, little post-it note, put it on your coffee maker, and you're like, that's my value. Right Or you declared it over yourself, maybe every morning you just spoke it out loud. You know, i I let you know that one of our Kingsway values last week is we'll be known what we're for, not what we're against. We'll be known what we're for, not what we're against, not that we're ignoring the truth or reality at all, but we will be known for what we are for, and we are for every person, every life to find full life. That is something I, I just repeat and think about all the time in my mind. Especially when the world gets a little negative or it crashes in on my world and it gets a little negative. I just got to turn and say, no, this is what we are about. We are all about what we're known for, not what we're against. All right, so maybe that's it. But (laughs) maybe you discovered this in a week or maybe it would take another few days or maybe it happened in 10 seconds. Did you realize how hard that is? You realize how hard it is to do that? And that's basically what we're going to talk about today. It's this concept right here. Uh, choosing valuable is unnatural. Choosing valuable is unnatural. Uh, let me this give you a quick concept. You realize delayed gratification is not a marketable thing? Can you imagine a car company? This is their commercial. Brand new 2019. Honda Raptor Ford double-duty awesome van all right name it all right cover everybody super-duper fast thing all right if you save two hundred and forty dollars from now until 2028 you'll be able to buy it at the cash price of right can you imagine if that was their marketing scheme and you saw this commercial, and you were like, oh, oh, honey, 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 if we save $240... I know, I just ran all the way across the stage. Track with me. Here we go. If you save $240 for the next eight years, we could buy it cash-free. And they're like, what do you mean? That's, that's what they said, cash-free. What do you mean? I mean, we get to drive it off the lot, and It's ours. For nothing else. No way, right? But instead, what do they sell? It's like, right? What's the, what's the commercial? Zero percent down, zero interest, zero da da da. For how long? Five hundred and twenty-seven months, <laughs> right? And it's like a lawn ornament for your great great uncle. And he's like, I almost own it, you know. It's almost mine it's it's not marketable like I wish it was you know but that's a value for some of us like you know recognizing that delay gratification is important you know trying without owning that was one of those my, my parents put in try without okay yeah so for a lot of us we get tricked into thinking because it's not marketable that it's not valuable but the problem is it's just not natural it's not natural to put your values first. It, it's natural to want now. <laughs> and the crazy thing about this is it's not new. Like It's not since like a car company came in that now we're like, oh, I see it. Like That's not why. It, it's just been going on for a long, long time. In fact, Paul has one of the best little snippets of what this looks like. And I can tell you this flat out. I have practiced this section of scripture a ton, but I'm dyslexic, so we're going to get through this together, but it is amazing. All right, this is amazing. And I'm going to do my best, but let's just read it together so that way I don't jack it up. And you're going to get this in just a second. This is Paul talking about choosing valuable over natural. All right, and it's a war inside himself. All right, so here's Romans chapter seven. This is what it says. I do not understand what I do. Okay, Paul. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. What? He keeps going. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Now, pause. Basically, what he's saying is this. Rules are good. I recognize that rules are good. For a lot of us in here, listen, we drove here with rules. and We recognize those rules are good. We don't always like the rules, but the rules are what keep us from hitting each other. right? So he says this. Even when I don't do what the rule says, I recognize that the rule is good. He keeps going. For I have the desire, ooh, I have the desire in me to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Pause. How many of you, that is like the description of your spiritual walk to a T? Like you've been walking with Jesus for 10 minutes or 10 years or a century, and you're like, yes, that's my next coffee mug verse right there right that is it I see it I like it I know it's valuable now nah, don't do it <laughs> oops this is what he says for I know that the who dwell in me that is my sinful nature I'll pause if you're not if you're new to church that sinful nature don't get don't get hung up on the sinful part. Just take that out and just say that's my natural way. That's my nature. You realize kids don't come out saying please and thank you. Being real good. There's some compassion in it, don't get me wrong, but there's a whole lot more selfishness. Mine is their first word, right? Not mom. Mine. Paul is still feeling this. All those years later. He's going, look, I know there are things that are good, and if I could just carry it out, oh, I wish I could do it, but there's just this thing in me. It dwells in me. It is me. I can't get separated from it, and it's my very... Nature. It's natural in me. It's a natural thing. Hey, you ready? What we naturally want is often in conflict with what we ultimately want. Uh, what we naturally give ourselves to is often in conflict. With what we ultimately want. And maybe you've experienced this in a harsh way, in a real way. Maybe you've watched someone be enticed, watch someone give up something for something far more valuable. Watch somebody make a choice, a decision. Follow a natural desire. James has a beautiful illustration of what this looks like. He uses this word picture that I think is perfect to describe kind of what this looks like. And Again, I told you last week, James is the brother of Jesus, so anybody that can convince you that your brother is the son of God did a pretty good job. And in James, he, he says it like this, talking about the very same subject, or, I'm sorry, in Galatians, he talks about the very same subject Paul is continuing. I'm out of order. James is later. Galatians is first. Paul continues his thoughts in Galatians. We'll get to James in a minute. In Galatians, this is what Paul about following it versus following something deeper. And this is what he describes as what those desires look like that come naturally. Uh, I like these, these kind of further descriptions because for a lot of us, when I say that sinful nature and those desires, that kind of overarching are in the back of our minds that dwell inside of us. He gives us a list in Galatians. See if you find yourself in this list. There's little descriptors here. The results are this. Uh, Sexual immorality, impurity, and lustful pleasures. You know what this is? There's a little descriptor I have with this. Uh, The descriptor says this. Maybe it's not going to be up there for you. It says this, debauchery in excessive sexual indulgence. Sex out of context and then just overindulgence in sexual things. That's a natural thing for all of us. Sex in the improper context and the overabundance or overindulgence of a desire for it. It's natural in all of us. The second one is this, idolatry, sorcery, hostility... And quarrelling. Have any idea what that would naturally look like? Let me just read you what this is: things before people, things before people, and power over, and power over people. Sorcery—that's all that is. Using any means to have power over another person. And of course, there's a lot more to that. There's a lot, but at its root, that's what it is: choosing to be able to reign over another person. Hostility and quarrelling—that's what it is. My way, not yours, and I will demand it. I'll do everything I can to demand it. It's our nature. It's natural in us. How about this? You're just like, oh, no, I'm not there. Here it is. Jealousy. I like to isolate this one because I think this is the easiest one for us. Comparison trap. Celebrating others' losses and their financial setbacks. Isn't that like social media in a, like, right there? Like, nobody gets on and is like, oh, they got to go on another vacation. I'm so happy for them. Ah. They got the sports wagon V12 truck Raptor. Yay. Good for them. He lost his job. Ah! Like, I mean, it's silly because here's the thing. And this is why you laugh because that's our natural response. Before the filter, before anyone else sees, before, before the gleam in your eyes fully goes away, that's in you. It's in me. It's natural, it's just there. You're like, oh. Paul goes, yeah, that's real right there. Dwelling inside of you. He finishes the list with this. Outbursts of anger and selfish ambition. Temper tantrums. Uh, do you know adults still have those? Uh, they look a little different. We don't call, like, th- throw ourselves on the ground. Usually. That's good. Just preface that. Some of us occasionally <laughs> Still do that. I guess I have one fan out there that's with me. High five. Thank you. But it's the truth, right? How many of you have done this recently? Call somebody. I just got a vent. I just need somebody I can talk to. Right? And the other person's like, okay. And just sets the phone down just walks away. <laughs> cool. Just let you go. It's, right? Didn't you do that last week? I don't like to talk about that. Talk about that temper tantrum can't even control our own attitude our own state of being our own understanding of the world we have to jump into everybody else's business and criticize condemn it's just natural right it's it's the it's the physical idea of like someone's getting a little up on you and you gotta like take them down a couple notches whatever means necessary right boom you know there we go back to my proper spot Selfish ambition, ambition, insisting on having your way. Man, that's a big one for me, cause I like it my way. I like the things that I can control. I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with your way, right? That's not, that's your way. It's not my way. Last one. Last little pieces. Dissension, division, envy, and drunkenness. Dissension and division is prioritizing your vision over the community. Envy is not being grateful. And drunkenness is choosing to not live in reality. I recognize there are addictions tied into that. I'm not trying to speak to those at all. I'm just telling you, the first choice to do it, most of the time, is to to step away from the current reality. Rather than doing the hard work, you take the easy pill. To distract. Walk away. Now, after reading that whole list... I know for a lot of us, that, that's the place that I find, and that's why I wanted to jump to James so quickly, is because I, I already read that list a lot this week, and I was already suitably convicted, and I didn't need to, but you did, all right? And now that you're convicted, we're all together, and you recognize that this is a simple nation that dwells in, inside of us, this is the natural thing, we can go to James. Because for so much of us, when I read that list, you, you see those like minds, like giant nuclear bombs that could go on off in your life and that could cause all kinds of havoc, but none of us wake up every morning and going, you know what I want to do? Destroy everything I love, break everything that's dear to me, cause havoc, pain, trial. You know what? That's what I want to do in my life. I want to smoke myself stupid so that I, everyone else around me will not love me anymore. That's what I want to do. I I, I want to I want to lie and cheat. No one wakes up and goes, you know what I do? Set up idols in my life that prove that things will always be more important than people. I want to value a truck or a car or some valuable thing more than the people that are closest to me. Nobody wakes up and wants to do that. But it comes naturally. Comes naturally. I'm going to say this statement one more time so it sinks in. What we naturally want is often in conflict with what we want ultimately want. What we naturally want is often in conflict with what we ultimately want. So now we get to James. James 1, this is what it says. Look at this language. It's so powerful. But each of us, each person, is tempted when they are dragged away Now that that little phrase right there is so cool. That means there was initial resistance. Initial resistance. But then full indulgence. Uh, Initial resistance. But then full indulgence. Dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed, enticed oh. You feel that in my? I can feel that. Ooh, it's shiny. Ooh, it's now. Ooh, it's what I want. Resistance. Verse fifteen. He keeps going. He says this. Then, after desire has conceived, ooh, now we're getting to the word picture. After desire has conceived, when we fully indulge, when we fully give in, it gives birth to sin. And you know what sin does? It takes you further than you want to go. It costs you more than you want to pay. It always separates. And sin, when it's fully grown, when the full consequences of it are seen, it gives birth just to physical death. This is you've seen this: death to a relationship, a death in your finances, death of a marriage, friendship, death. Death of just your own understanding, guilt, shame, brokenness. Little pieces of your soul, fractured. Little parts of your life, dead. Mm. You feel that? I can feel it. And before I get to the next verse, don't put it up there yet. This whole message is about this next verse. The whole thing is based on this next verse. Because what comes naturally to you is not what you ultimately want. And valuable is not natural. And James knew this. And Paul knew this. And, he, and, and they're declaring it, and I, I want it so Badly for you and I am hoping and praying that God continues to reveal it in me. Because this is James' next words. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, it's a cry to say this. What comes naturally is killing you. What comes naturally, it may feel like what you want, but in the end, it is wrapped in darkness. It is full of emptiness. It leads to nothing you really want. Don't be deceived. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to ask the question then, and what we want really has an ending that we don't want and what comes natural to us and what we want right now is not the ending that we desire how do we find it what do we need to be chasing after what is what is god what is jesus holding up as most valuable and if this world and my natural state is death what is he offering instead What is the offering ultimately? And what you'll find, I think, and what I hope we'll discover together is that is what we really want. There's a couple questions at the end of the online outline that are specifically just for you right now. I want to put those on the screen. This is. We're going to have our response time in just a minute. and I want to leave these up here for you for just a second so you can see them. Our response time is intentional for you to get a chance to let something go sink in a little deeper, let God speak specifically to you, not just to hear my voice or to think about a concept, but actually to take this and make this real. Uh, And so these questions are specifically for this time just to give yourself something to let God and you start to have a, a dialogue or a conversation and then maybe not about what comes naturally, about what is most valuable to you. And where is Jesus starting to ask you to change? Because the last thing I want, and the last thing I want you to do, is to experience what it feels like to be dragged away, to be enticed, and to experience what that full consequence can look like, even currently in your life. I don't want you to be deceived. And so these questions are going to be up here. I'm going to pray and then the band will come out and they're going to sing a song and eventually I think they'll put the words up there and you can sing along, you can stay seated, you can stand up and sing as you're thinking and praying. There's no, there's no wrong response. But we'll have a team up in the front and in the back to pray with you if you want some encouragement. But let these, these questions sit there for a minute. Let yourself ask by just taking what's natural or am I going after what's most valuable? Am I missing something? Pray with me.